Hello, and welcome to the Super Spreader Show with Trish and Susie. You can find us. <laughs> Keep going, girl. Keep going. We're here to infect you with truth and hope it spreads like a virus. <laughs> you thought we were ending? Was that the ending? <sighs> I love That's it. I what I say on the end. Yeah, in the end, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I love fumbles. I do them often. So. I mean, why not? I'm trying to read the news here while I'm talking at the same time. That's why that happened. Yeah. Don't walk and talk. Walk and talk. So, wow. Hello, all. Um, We just listened. Well, Susie just had me watch a lot of the Chris Rock <laughs> special. Pretty funny. Good stuff. We timestamped a bunch of funny things that he said and... um. He says a lot of bad words, and we don't know how to get around some of that. So I think we are going to play two clips. Do you want to do it in the beginning or end? We can do it now. Let me just go back to my website. Um, what's the? <laughs> I needed to laugh. Um, well, this one's not funny, but um, the abortion one. Uh, do you want to start what, with? What time? What? Okay, yeah. Tell me. Twenty nine thirty is what I have written. Have written down. You might have to go, maybe 13. rewind it just a bit. Yeah. So he this is not funny. It's actually pretty gross on like what he says because he's for abortion. But you want to tell everyone your point, like how what you liked about this particular moment of the special. Well, yeah, he do, he's he talks about being how he's pro life and pro choice he and he still calls it pro-choice and i don't like that term because it's a choice either way it's yeah pro-life or pro-abortion yeah um but what he said that you know is makes me at least able to listen to what he's saying is that he says it's killing babies mm -hmm. and I, I think a lot of people on the pro-choice side or pro-abortion side don't really want to call it, they don't, they don't want to call it what it is. It's just easier mm. for them to say I'm pro abortion or I'm pro choice. Cause that doesn't say anything about actually what it is, but he's saying, yeah, at least it, he's saying, it is. so he's, he's being more truthful yeah. about it than even some <laughs> of the churches are oh. these days, to mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. So, so let's play it. And like I said, um, you may want to turn us off if there's kids because I can't, we can't remember. There's just, we think there's no bad words and, but he's pretty graphic and gross and like what he says, trying to make jokes out of yeah. abortion. And so yeah. we're not saying we agree with this, but we just wanted to play this clip on him calling what it is. Abortion is killing babies. Here we go. And sorry, this is not through the, um, our, what is the soundboard? It's going to be through Susie's, um, Computer. Computer. I'm trying to look to see where the speaker is. So through this, our <laughs> microphone, so bear with us. Oh, I took the volume off. Hold on. We're in a bad place, man. Republicans lie. Republicans lie. Biggest lies in the world. What? Republicans lie, and Democrats leave out key where pieces of the truth. 29. Oh, here. Oh, hold on. Blah, 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 blah. Let me forward it a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I need to see. You know what? That's good that I can read the caption because then I know a bad word's coming. Bad word was coming. Was that funny? It's like, you guys be careful. Oh, here. Oh. When I go to the clinic, I say, give it a usual. So he's talking about it right now. When I go to the clinic, 
go and they, they give me a punch card, you know. Two more and I get a free smoothie. Mango. Right, pro-life, pro-choice. Pro-life, pro-choice, what are you? What are you? I have two beautiful daughters. I have two beautiful daughters, right? And so there's a part of me, there's a part of me that's pro-life, okay? Because I'm definitely pro their lives, okay? So there's a part of me that's pro-life. But since I love my daughters unconditionally, I love them not just as little girls, I love them as grown women, I want my daughters to live in a world where they have complete control of their bodies, okay? Okay? And because of that, I am pro-choice. I'm absolutely pro-choice, okay? I believe women should have the right to kill babies. You hear the crowd? They're like, oh. I'm on your side. I believe you should have the right to kill as many babies as you want. (laughs) Kill them all. I don't give a fuck. Sorry. I think that's the only one. It is killing a baby. Because whenever I pay for an abortion, I request a dead baby. Sometimes I call up the doctor like a hitman. Is it done? <laughs> and people argue. First, I mean, the rest of it we can kind of, because then. Yeah, he's saying. But he said it, right? I'm ordering up a. It is what it is. Dead baby. Killing a baby. So, I mean, the truth of it. Yeah, I don't like that he uses foul language and that I don't, I don't like that he. Like, oh, I have a punch card. I've paid for so many abortions. Yeah, like he's making, you know, he's making it's light gross. of it, which is gross. I don't like yeah. any of that part. None of that part we agree with, but we agree with the fact that he's being more honest about it than mm-hmm. a lot of people are willing to be about it. And if more people were honest about it and called it what it was, hope maybe then we would maybe not have so many of them. <laughs> but, and he kind of makes a point later to the women. He's just like, oh. if you have, if you want to pay for your own abortions, then get, you get, mm-hmm. you get an abortion, you know? And he's like, Basically saying, like, stop having sex with men that you, you know, don't want to have a baby with. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. He says I, that I feel in like, other language. but Yeah, exactly. Not in very tasteful language. That's why we're not playing it. But he was making these points. And I feel like these are the things that, yeah, you have. have I like that it's being discussed. I don't like that it's being laughed at. But I like mm-hmm. that it's being called out for what it is. And that, yeah, it is on. It's a choice. You know, to like your choice, your, this is what bothers me is he's, is that I don't like that he's getting, that he's giving his daughters the idea that it's their body, Mm -hmm. their choice. Mm -hmm. But like, are you talking about, I mean, hopefully because he did that in at the end of his, that part of the skit is that, but you better be responsible. I think he does say that. He said, it's, I'm pro, um, he's in a, in a, like in a long, I can't talk right now. Just basically saying like, he believes in like, the best choice or, you know, basically making good decisions that won't lead to that, I think is what he was really trying to say at the end. And so hopefully he's going to, I don't like that he's going to raise his daughters to be pro-choice, but I, I, or pro-abortion, but I feel like um, if he's at least taking the step for that, that they're, that they are responsible for the actions that they're going to take. And that if that ends in killing a baby, 
you know, you better call it what it is. So, yeah, I mean, baby steps. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at least it's being talked about on a, you know, national stage like this and it's being called out for what it really is. I appreciate that about it. <laughs> so. And you told a whole lot of people that it's killing babies. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, old. and here's like, here's the sad part is you have an audience who uh, is mostly black Mm-hmm. Um, it was laughing Baltimore. at laughing at abortions, mm-hmm. and I'm like, does anyone want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. That's where all the abortion clinics are. Mm-hmm. That they're purposefully mm-hmm. set up in black neighborhoods, and that that is the number one killer. It's not murder and crime and drugs. It's abortions. That's the number one killer yeah. of the black community. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that would have been mm-hmm. nice, but I don't know. That may be too much to come to terms with, or they don't believe it. I don't know, but statistics are there, so. It was founded on Margaret Sanger wanting to eliminate black people. So So it's kind of sad because you feel like they, you know, are either they Mm -hmm. don't want to believe it or they haven't, they don't, aren't aware of that. Mm -hmm. And they think, you know, because they were, they were clapping when he said Mm pro-choice, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, only like, do you guys not know, you know? (laughs) So that, that was hard to watch, but I do. I appreciate he called it for what it was. Yep. Okay. And then the do other you one. Do want to do the neighborhood one? I think the neighborhood one's funny. Um, he talks about basically, you know, we have this whole problem in our culture about equity and women and men are the same and they're equal. Yeah. And um, he kind of draw, draws an example of why women do hold a lot of power. Like he's coming at it as like women, women hold all the power, you know, but I think for me, it's like, he's calling out what the traditional roles of men and women are mm-hmm. and why one, one, one way works and one way doesn't, you know, in a funny way, which, but cause I think it drives a bigger point home. That is the root of a lot of problems in our society these days. Um, yeah. so, and we don't know if there's bad words again. I don't think that, yeah, well, I have it ahead of time. 5748. No small ears, please. Little yeah. tiny ears. Again. <laughs> and just please hear hear the message for what it is. And I'll tell you it's something. 57? Funny. Yeah, 5748. It's like you can't be one second off because there could be an F bomb. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is, okay, here we go. Oh wait, so I have it oh. there, but then okay, so I have to click on it. Okay, and then I go ahead. You play. have to put it by the microphone. Here we go. All right. Oh, I wonder shoot. if you yeah. not working. I forgot to do that. Think about it for one second. You can tell what kind of neighborhood you're in just by who's not working. If you're in any neighborhood in America at 12.15 in the afternoon on a Wednesday and you see women with sweatpants on, coming out the gym, pushing babies, riding bikes, that's right, having brunch, going to Soul Cycle, Chances are you're in a nice neighborhood. There's probably a Whole Foods nearby. That's right. Wherever women ain't working is an amazing place to live. That's where I want to live. I want to w- live in a place where women are voluntarily not working. That is where I want to live. Now, let's switch it up. If you're in any neighborhood in America at 12:15 in the afternoon on a Wednesday, and you see men in sweatpants, smoking cigarettes, hanging with their boys, lifting weights in the yard, riding children's bicycles as their actual transportation, 
then you are in danger. <laughs> yeah, so he says whenever men don't work, wherever men don't work, it's dangerous. <clears throat> I mean, he uses a colorful word before dangerous, but yeah, that's where he's getting at. And I mean, that's, it's true. So it was so funny because I did not watch the special and Susie came over early so that we can walk my neighborhood because we just are like, we need our steps. <laughs> we need to get our blood flowing. Yeah. So, and I have our little mascot. So I put her in the stroller and we're walking the neighborhood talking about what are we going to discuss today? And then we, someone brought up the Chris Rock special and I was like, I didn't see it. So she's like totally explaining all these different topics that he goes over and we're both in yoga pants and I'm pushing a <laughs> stroller and it's literally 12. Like yeah. uh, we went from like 1130 to 1215 walking. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, we are what he like, we are not. I mean, you have your side hustle and stuff like that, right? No, right. Yeah. Or you have your business that you're trying to take care of. I have my side hustle. We're doing our side hustles. Yeah. So, but we don't have to go into work, but it was just so funny that you're trying to explain to me this skit about women in <laughs> yoga pants at home at 12 15. <laughs> and I was like, that's literally us right now. Yeah. So shout out to our hubbies. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks hubbies <laughs> for going to work <laughs> and not riding children's bike as your transportation. <laughs> but I mean, think about the young people coming up and just what mm -hmm. they're being told and you need to have a career and you mm -hmm. have to make money. And I mean, yeah, unfortunately in California, if you want to yeah. survive here, you, you do, mm -hmm. but traditionally, you know, um, raising children being home is the best scenario for a yeah. kid. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not a knock on working parents. That's not what we're saying, but it's just, um, it's, you don't want it to become a thing where people are choosing that because they don't think being home. I think that's what we're getting at. Yeah. You don't want people, you don't want women choosing to go to work because they don't think it's enough to be home. Cause mm -hmm. that's where, yeah. Um, it's just, you know, you see it in the cultural mm -hmm. culture already and the depression and the women that hit their thirties and they have no kids yet and they want to get married and they don't know where to find people, you know, yeah, people know. and it's, um, you see it unfolding and it's sad. And so, um, you know, he was touching on things in those tiny ways, making light of it. But like, I think it was good to address these mm -hmm. topics because I don't think people are talking about him anymore. <laughs> and there is something to be said about, mm. Going into, yeah, going into neighborhoods and who's not working at 12 in the day. It's pretty telling of what that neighborhood's like. Yeah. Because men were created to work, you know. Provide. That's what makes me, I was thinking that when we were watching this, like, is this why you have men that want to be women? Because <laughs> they don't want to work? Like, oh my God. Where's this coming from? <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's go into a topic I have nothing to say about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you want to just jump into the whole bank situation? Sure. And our, was, our take on like what, I mean, obviously, guys, um, we are not like obviously financial people, right? So yeah. it's like, but I mean, there are some common things that went wrong with the Silicon Valley bank and how they went down in flames. 
and what really fast really fast but like what were their um motivations in the world what i that's not the word i'm looking for but what was their like goal wasn't it was not me running a successful business but it was to make sure it's a diverse company and inclusive and yeah we can see where that went downhill real fast yeah i have a clip we can play just a real quick one on Do you want da- to text morning wire oh you're gonna put it to the I microphone again the okay go ahead but so <clears throat> just a little background if you're not, if you're not aware silicon valley bank it's a smaller bank but it um, has a lot of clients that are investors mm-hmm. so start a lot of startup tech mm-hmm. and a lot of tech Hence the name Silicon Valley Bank. It's funny because I just assumed it was in Silicon Valley, but it sounds like it's a UK company or they have a UK operations or something. So we did not do our homework to oh, like shoot. really look into where it's Here. located. You talk and I'll look. But um, the reason the, the name has to do with the fact that it funds a lot of tech companies um, get their loans f- through this bank. And um, one way that... It, I've, it's been explained that to me, as I've listened to commentary on this is that, um, you know, you, people go in there and they have, they take out loans and, um, they know that not everything is necessarily covered, but you just take the risk anyway. And, you know, banks don't have the money, um, exact money that you may or may not, that you may borrow. Right. So they have to go. And either sell mm-hmm. stuff off or I don't know exactly how it all works. But basically what happened with this bank was there was some sort of scare. I don't know the root of it. Um, but like basically a lot of there's people that started taking their money, pulling their money out of the bank and the bank didn't have the money to cover. So then they go and sell off stuff and then people that freaks people out more and then they pour mo- more money out. Mm-hmm. So that messes with the whole operation. And, you know, the, with the smaller banks, um, it caused like people were, I heard, I heard it in California at first Republic bank trying to pull money out. Cause at the end of the day, cash is King. It is. So they don't, if you don't trust that the bank actually has the ability to pay out the, what you have in, have there, in there, then you're going to pull mm-hmm. your money out right before yeah. they b- go bankrupt. Cause that's what happened, right? This bank Silicon Valley bank went bankrupt. And like, normally you'd want the government to come in, um, and rescue because the taxpayers shouldn't have to suffer if a bank's being mismanaged. But like the way I understood it is I don't know what, if that's what happened today, because that's what they were. That's what a lot of economists were saying needs to happen because otherwise you're going to have a total financial collapse, you know? So you may have to go in, you you may not want to, it's not the best. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't help with the whole inflation situation and um, all of that, but you can't, you know, the taxpayers shouldn't have to suffer when their money's being mismanaged. But at the same time, it's interesting because did you hear Dan Bongino talking this morning and he has investments and he has money in banks and he knew full well that some of these loans he took out were not completely covered. So like why, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not, he doesn't, he's not a proponent of a bailout. No. He was saying that. Yeah. So it's, it's a very like complex thing. And it's like, you want, you know, do you want the government to come in and fix it? Or, and the whole point is not for me is not any of that. It's that, is this a push towards the cashless society mm-hmm. that we've mentioned before? You know, because 
basically you have the, the two big to fail banks, which are Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, and JP. Oh, that is JP Morgan. I think there's one other one. Um, like we have our money at Bank of America. So like I'm not sweating, you know, right now. Yeah. I don't like having my having my money there for other reasons, but that's just where we have it. And so in times like this, you're like, well, at least, you know, we're, we're too big to fail. But you're going to create a two-tiered system. So you have like the second-class banks that a lot of people do mm -hmm. use. A lot of small business owners use them. And like if they can't, um, the one thing, one of the things they were talking about is like people aren't going to be able to do payroll because they yeah. don't have the money. And if people are pulling their money out, then they can't pay. So that's a whole mess, you know. But so the problem is, is that, um, so you're creating this two-tier system, then nobody's going to want to use these small banks. And so then now you have the big banks that just become even more powerful. And then they can erase the dollar yeah. at some point and just be all um, digital. And I, I don't think that's ever a good idea. Never. Well, just so. real fast, because they had many locations. Um, like you could walk, you could, like one of those small banks. So you can actually walk into a bunch of locations for um, the Silicon Valley Bank. So they're actually like all up and down California from San Diego to up north. Um, Menlo Park, Napa, Irvine, Santa Clara. And the headquarters um, for the bank is in Santa Clara, California. So they're all California based. Mm. So uh, and What's I can't the UK involvement then. Um, That's what I was like. They must have, they must have like offices worldwide though. Well, it says because they have 24 branches located in two states, uh, California, Massachusetts and Silicon Valley bank is the 346th largest bank in us by branch count. But asset count, I wonder, I think it's a lot higher than that in terms of like the assets they manage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't. Let me see. Mm, yeah. But anyways, I just wanted to put that out there because it is California. Um I'm not going to lie, like my brain I know we're kind of like fries. We're researching as we talk. But I don't know. This clip I have, mm -hmm. they refer to the UK um uh, office. But Okay. So, this is from um, this is from Morning Wire. Morning Wire, um, thank you. Shout out to Shanna. Shanna Banana. <laughs> um, she told me about it. It's Daily Wire, but it's their daily podcast called Morning Wire. And it's like 15 minutes of news in the, every morning. So I always like listen to it just to get kind of an overview of what's going on in the world. And, you know, it's Daily Wire. So you get it. It's very even keeled. You'll, you can tell when you hear them reporting. There's not emotion in it or anything. They're just reporting on what they're reporting on. But... They come at it from their whole thing is they want to be, be um, an alternative alternative voice, you know, in the whole news um, sector. And they are a conservative news base. So they will bring up things and talk about things that a lot of times the mainstream media doesn't want in the conversation. So they're basically trying to add to the news conversation. Um, so they were talking about it this morning. And I just have a quick clip of what they said is a whole nother issue <laughs> that's coming to light. So here we go. The joint statement also noted that shareholders and certain unsecured debt holders will not be protected and senior management has been, quote, removed. 
We should also note that SVB is getting a lot of criticism for its mismanagement over the last year, reportedly failing to have someone in charge of risk assessment for some eight months. Well, the person in charge of that in the UK was, as the Daily Mail puts it, prioritizing pro-diversity initiatives over her actual role. Okay, so some ESG-related allegations floating around here. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if we've talked about ESG, mm-hmm. I don't but we've definitely so. talked about DEI, mm-hmm. di- diversity, equity, inclusion, and you have these people running these companies that are supposed to be doing things like risk management at a bank where you're managing people's literal money, money and finances, and you're more concerned about whether or not the staff is diverse or not. diverse enough and so here you go and then look what happens like a whole entire i mean i'm not saying that it's the only reason that this happened but like these are little things that i mean these are things that seem little and in and in um that aren't you know that big of a deal but they clearly can um be a cause to something like this happening when you're not doing your job when you're not doing the risk assessment you're hired to do and so it's kind of a, one of those red flag things where I think, well, how, ma- how many businesses are in this j- position right now where they're not really being managed correctly and the no. people that are in charge of things are not really doing their jobs because they're caught up in like checking boxes, you know? So I, I just, you know, hearing that little clip this morning, I was like, well, yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax to this equation that you're probably not even going to hear from the mainstream media. But um, thank goodness for alternative media sources. Like morning wire. <laughs> I'm over here looking because somebody had brought up a good point about the bank and that whole DEI and um let me see. But yeah, this whole two two tier system freaks me out. Um mm. and just, you know, it just all seems to kind of be hedging towards that one world government, the globalization of one power and these giant banks that just, you know, are just wiping out the middleman the way they've done in other industries. Um, but, you know, it's 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 pretty early on. And I know that a lot of people, including us, can be victims of like, what do they call that? Um, you know, kind of like <laughs> know. those those headlines where like you get caught into like what it could be. Clickbaits? Clickbaits, I guess. Or yeah, yeah. yeah essentially a clickbait. <laughs> where this is not, because there was another, I kind of saw a clip and that's the one of the articles I was looking for from that Vivek Mm -hmm. guy that's running for president. Mm -hmm. And he was saying like, you know, this is not what it appears to be. It's like yelling fire in a um, movie theater theater type thing. And I I didn't get a chance to read his whole um, take on it, but I thought that was an interesting headline to pop up in in the middle of all this. Cause you're just like reading through these Twitter feeds about these economists, you know, saying if they don't do, this, this, and this, it's going to be a total financial meltdown, you know? And then you're thinking, I mean, will it, will it be? I don't know. Yeah. So, so don't get caught up in it. We're just reporting and yeah. it's like, it's just what's going on right now. Just take a deep breath. And while you're watching the Oscars and everything else, that's <laughs> what's going on in our banking world. Yeah. So we're not like, like if you're a Christian. Yeah. Um, I think Dan Bongino brought that up this morning too, if I'm correct. Like, that, I mean, easier said than done. And he has a whole lot more money than I do. Um, but, you know, where where is your faith? Is it in your money? <laughs> and if your money is gone tomorrow, then what? Ultimately, this is not our home. 
and we are not made to be comfortable on earth. And so it's just a good reality check for me once again and a way for me to be molded and reshaped and, you know, let go of some of these idols of, you know, my savings account or what we have in the stock market. And, you know, maybe maybe we're just holding too much faith into that. And will we be shattered if it's gone tomorrow? So who knows? But it's good to just take a deep breath when we're reading these articles and what's happening around the world because um, I feel like both sides does it. Um, As in our side, like constantly reporting all the fires in the produce, like, um chicken farms and like it's just an overkill and are they trying to sell us fear also and it's just it's a good reminder mm-hmm. for me just to okay well and the sad thing is is i don't trust our government right now and so you have the secretary <laughs> treasury especially well i don't i definitely don't trust anything anyone in the biden administration because i know literally everyone in that administration is there because it checked they checked a box mm-hmm. of some kind correct <laughs> not because they're qualified mm-hmm. so the tre- treasure secretary Janet Yellen, who's just like a cartoon character to me. I don't even know what her, I don't know where she came from. Like, I don't, I just, it blows my mind when I look, look, watch her talk up there. Cause you're just like, I feel like this is just an SNL skit. I don't know, (laughs) but she's, you know, she's up there saying, um, they're not going to rescue. They're not going to bail out like they did in 2008, um, these banks. And, um, but they also, you know, don't want the taxpayers to hold, uh, any of the burden or whatever, however she said it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this government does not want you to have more autonomy over your no. life because that's less control, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sure anything that she's talking about is not actually what's be- in the best interest of the taxpayer. But- well, and they are bailing them out. Isn't that the newest news? They're yeah, getting bailed I, out. Yeah. I don't know about the bank, but I know that they have, like, headlines where they're saying, you know, all the depositors, uninsured deposits are will be paid in full. This article's on Axios. Let the bailout begin. Same. I I'll read know. through it and if it's something to put on the notes, I will. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. The, fa- the fact, and we were saying this when we were talking, the fact that all of this is, is happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you just like take a step back and just look at our world in the last two years? <laughs> Three. Three years, twenty twenty March. But I'm talking about wait, I'm talking about when we had a shift change, a, oh. a shift change in our government. Yes, yes, yes. Like about all the stuff that has just happened, and like, that's what happens when you're hire hiring like, yeah. people like Pete Buttigieg that <laughs> pothole Pete couldn't even fix potholes when he was mayor, and now he's the transportation secretary, and. It's a hot mess. And he's over here more concerned about racist bridges than all the derailments and all these accidents and airplanes almost crashing. And it's bleh. Yeah. Oh, but he's gay. So he got it. He got his job. He got a job. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And it's very telling of everything that has just kind of fallen apart in the last years is when you have people that aren't, don't know what they're doing and are there because they checked a box. That's how you have everything happening. And people, 
I know people on the other side of this argument are like, this is from COVID. Everything that happened during COVID and during your, you know, the last guy and all, they love to throw that out. But I feel like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I am not, I, I want what's best for our country. I'll be the first to say this, like, and I'm not a hard party line person. Like, I don't really care, even though I may have given that off in previous episodes. I mean, I'm a conservative, I am a more of a conservative person, but at the end of the day, I want what's best for the country. And if a, if a non-conservative is in charge and is doing a good job, that's all I care about. I yeah. don't really, I don't care about labels and things in that sense. But I mean, look at, I mean, just look at everything that's happened. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really can't recall, you know, a, a one light in the dark tunnel that we've been riding through that, you know, can make me feel like this is all going to work its way out. It's all going to be fine. No, it's not. I have a 30 second video of just a list of everything that's going on and not, not to scare anyone, but it's just funny. Like you said, in like the last two years, like, is it like almost like look over here, Mm -hmm. you know, I have no hope in, in ever that the Epstein list is going to be released. I really have no hope. That thing will be like, I think Jesus has to come before (laughs) that will get released because of who's on the list. Right. So I don't have hope in that per se, but I think that they are masters of the great distraction. Are, is some of this just happening on its own? Yeah. But is it like, look, scroll, scroll. Like mm-hmm. they're doing a great job mm-hmm. at keeping us distracted from what? You know what yeah. I mean? So here, this is really quick. Go. The banks are now collapsing. What do you know? Conspiracy theorists are back at it again with just magically calling all of it. I think it's safe to say that we're about 10 steps ahead of the rest. But they'll still just say no, no way. Coincidence. So first it was the inflation, then it was the spy balloons, the train derailments, the water and food facilities just going up in flames. How many, how many, how many fires? And now here we go with the banks. So just this past week, we have seen a $200 billion collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank in 24 hours. Crypto market has lost over a hundred billion. Bank stocks have lost $100 billion in value. Mortgage demand has hit a 30-year low. The Fed has now said that 2 million people are going to lose their jobs. I think recession would be an understatement at this point. Congratulations, everyone that voted for Sloppy Joe. Well done. I'm being sarcastic. So what are we doing? We invested back into our house with repairs and things that we were just putting off. We bought a second property, just a small little like row home that we're having someone rent. I think you can't go wrong with real estate. And we transfer the rest to a federal credit union. I do believe that those are the safer bet at this point. And I'm being a lot more proactive with earning more money and saving more money. Here we go. Yep. So, it's a whole, whole lot. Yeah. Um, and at the end, you know, when she's talking about what they are doing, I think that's mm-hmm. important um, mm-hmm. because I think people can be kind of overwhelmed by fear myself included and just kind of like Mm. not do anything and just be praying and hoping for the best. But I think we are called to take action and do what we can. You have to do what you can. So, um, I think it's important to, it was funny to hear 
the Dan Bongino one this morning because he's like, I usually have this um, segment about uh, Patriot Food Supply. (laughs) (laughs) So like this Patriot Food Supply is where you can buy um, emergency food supply. Tracy Beans did that too. But literally today of all days, you really should go get some (laughs) Patriot Food Supply. (laughs) Um, I listened to Dark the whole thing dark to light this morning their episode today and she goes you know i never do this in the middle of our segment but she goes you guys really need to go get yourself a supply from patriot supply right of the food and i think um frank said i mean it's insurance that you can eat it's you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like yeah you know, it's some, it's something or you can donate to someone else. Yeah. Eat. Yeah. So it's, it's an investment for what, when, I mean, we live in SoCal, the big one hits, I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's at least it's something that you can unhappily eat because you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can eat, you can eat it though. So anyways, yeah. Yeah. Just be proactive and doing that you want to cover anything else um the oscars this is just a small sponsored by pfizer transgender kids oh, is really hard sorry. oh yeah and that's i'm too. sorry you should talk about that too oh my god um i kind of touched on this sentiment um as we were talking about the cabinet and how nobody's there mm-hmm. they're actually even if they are there mm-hmm. based on their merit the way that they are put out into mm-hmm. society because they are this w- older woman or this gay man or this color um, colored um, the first female black uh, or it's always black female mm. um, White House reporter. Mm-hmm. It's like it always has to have some sort of mm-hmm. um, box it checks it, mm-hmm. and so then you're thinking, well, so is this person here because they're qualified or because they checked the box? You know, yeah. and that's what was sad for sad. me at the Oscars last night. I don't, I wasn't planning to watch. Any of that, I don't um, agree with it, and I'm over Hollywood, and it's just it's sad to see, you know, the decline of it. But um, I was watching it a little bit at the end just to kind of see what it was like, and um, the Best Actress award went to Michelle Yo Yao. I can't, say, I, don't I don't know, know how to say her name. Yeah. She's, I believe, a Chinese or Malaysian. Um, that part of the globe. Great, great um, actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing actress. Um, but it's like you know they show the category, and it's like her and then you know um a lot of white actresses and i can't remember everyone in the category but my brain just goes to the like is she gonna win because she's trying because she's asian yeah non-white 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 yeah so i just feel like it's an it's it's an it's a perfect real realistic example of of how the how our culture has become because on the one hand you have this whole you know anti-white white supremacy, that whole argument. So then you feel like, so then everyone who gets jobs or wins awards or whatever ha- have you, where there's white people involved and non-white people involved and the non-white person gets the award or then your brain, it's like at this point, yeah. you can't not not think that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so she wins the award and I'm thinking, I didn't see the movie, so I can't judge her mm-hmm. personally on whether I think she should get it or not because yeah. I haven't seen the movie. But the first thing that pops in my head is, well, because she, she's, Asian is that why she won? Because I got to check the Asian box. When in when in fact she may very may well have done mm-hmm. the best job. But that's the sad part about making everything about race and checking boxes. Because then people you don't know, you you just you don't know. 
um, why anyone's in any position that's non-white at this point, because they've created that sentiment, like that, whatever that is, that standard or that idea in people's heads now that wasn't yeah. there before. No. <laughs> like, so why sad. did you get the job? It's so sad. I, that's the first thing I think of. So. Yeah. Oh, Unintentional. Man. It's just mm-hmm. been created for us. Yeah. And that is just a sad thing and it should stop. But, you mm-hmm. know, it gives certain people a lot of power and ability to control a narrative. So it won't stop anytime soon. I mean, we as a society has to make it stop. But I don't, you know, too, people are just too busy in their daily life to worry about that much. And yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but it's just a sad reality to me when I was watching it, Mm -hmm. that you can't view things the way you used to. You can't enjoy entertainment Mm -hmm. and just basic things like that anymore without questioning. Is this person, you know, in this position because they check a box or because they're qualified? (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I don't know if the microphones are picking it up, but it's funny because we're talking about the Oscars and the trash, trash man. (laughs) is squealing brakes and like clonking the trash cans down or whatever you know it's just like like i'm not even sorry like i'm actually happy the trash man is like right now interrupting (laughs) our oscar talk because it is just trash and yeah they can get their little golden idols and it's funny because anyone that's elevated in hollywood for me um my first thought is not like, oh, was it because they're non-white, right? Well, I guess I guess I just go, oh, now it's going to be a non-white person for sure all the time now. But my first thought is like, oh, what did that one have to sacrifice? <laughs> like, oh, right? must have sacrificed a kid. Do? Or yeah. what, what were they compromised in? And they have yeah. it on video and now they won this award. So... That's where my, like, it's so trashy and it's all devil worshiping. And so I'm like, whatever. They can all just, you know, and I won't say it. I'll just say I'll, I'll start praying for them <laughs> because I'm being, I'm being just as bad because I'm about to say something mean. Yeah. So I'll just say, you know what? I'm going to start uh, praying for them because it's just, uh, it's just a whole cult worshiping of the devil or you know they're all just full of their they're you know they all go up at the oscars and talk about their abortions and you know what i mean so it's just like they sacrifice they were doing this weird thing where they're making yeah like what a is circle. that a, yeah jamie lee curtis and we were trying to look it up and it's like what do you how do you look that up i don't know unless she's but, just dumb and can't do the illuminati nominee, yeah. like the triangle or maybe it's them making fun of it like it's they're doing it but they're doing it a different way i, I don't know it was just bizarre right because it's like this because, is an award show what are you doing why are you acting like a child you know well yeah especially her because you know yeah with the child in the suitcase yeah controversy picture anyways okay um our favorite topic that our our least favorite topic that we always have to talk about because it just won't go away also i have a call to action okay i have a call to action for um does it have to do with what we're what i'm about to say or no no? it's actually about um all right let's get it out there wait do you want to do call to action last oh i don't know we could do um our great our great president Biden and how mutilating children and giving them or castrating them or giving them poison before they are of age um, 
he's for us stopping wanting it to stop we are sinful <laughs> so he is on camera camera and he called us sinful for all the people wanting to stop um the harming of the children mutilating them right <laughs> sacrificing them so i'm gonna take i'm gonna play this quick um interview of biden it's, it's a really harder thing what's going on in florida is as my mother would say close to sinful i mean it's just terrible what they're doing it's not like you know a kid wakes up one morning and says you know I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, what, what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. Oh. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law and you're gonna be held accountable. Transgender kids is a really harder day. Transgender. They're coming after us, people. Yeah. <clears throat> so we are sinful, like his mama said. Um, how dare we try to protect kids? Yeah. I. <laughs> who who said this? I don't even know. Charlie Kirk, maybe I forget recently I was listening to something yesterday and it's like, you're going to have this whole pretty soon. We're going to have this whole generation or subgroup of people that are detransitioners. Mm -hmm. The movement has started the lie that they were told. And it's, it's just, it's going to be sad. Um, heartbreaking to watch, but, um, I wanted to touch on because it's women's mm -hmm. history month. Which I didn't, never really paid attention to, but I guess that's what March is. Uh, but now, you know, we have a whole other way to reason to celebrate it because we have transgender women, according to our mainstream culture, right? So um, you have the White House giving an award of Woman of the Year mm -hmm. to um, a, an Argentinian. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So a non, even a non-U.S. citizen, or maybe, <laughs> maybe they moved here. I don't know, but I don't know the details and I don't care. But basically... You're giving it to a man, mm -hmm. a biological man. Mm -hmm. um, you have companies like Hershey's and KitchenAid um, having transgender women, um, which I don't even like. We're only using these terms because that's how a lot of people are, uh, can understand what we're talking about. But we need to stop using them, to be honest, because that's not an actual thing. It's just a made up thing. And <laughs> we need to stop saying it. Um, but you have these men who want to be women and um, they're, they're the spokesperson for women of the month or for the, you know, during women's month. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking about this um, and it's sad because I feel like if GQ magazine, which is a men's magazine was giving out some sort of man of the year award to a biological female who became a man and is, you know, breaking down barriers of error. Like, please let me hear, see it. Cause I don't yeah. think it exists. If women, um, athletes were crossing over who, who are, who now want to be identified, who I now identify as men and maybe even went through certain transitions and did hormones or whatever to become men are going into the men's sports and dominating. I'd love <laughs> to hear about it. 
So my point is, <laughs> is this is such a one-sided <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought to myself, like, why, right? Why is it these men who want to be women coming into, you know, the women's um, arena or just our um, space, mm-hmm. so to speak, those are the terms they like to use. <laughs> um, and, you know, taking the awards and winning competitions and all of that. Uh, running businesses now. You know, the Miss Universe is run by a man who's now a woman. And they're, you know, for, they're a transgender woman. <laughs> and now they run Miss America, you know. Um, and I'm thinking, like, why is it so one-sided? Yeah. And in my opinion, I feel like a man is a man is a man. Yeah. Okay? And so, yes, you have the alpha male, which I don't think these men who want to be women are alpha males because they want to be women, but they're a man nonetheless. And men are dominant. Mm -hmm. They're the dominant species. So they will go into whether they put on makeup and add boobs or whatever, will go into a woman, into the women's space, right? Our existence as women who are vastly different from men by God's design, um, they will go into our space and overtake us like they're doing right because they're men and men dominate like that's just how it is and um i just think it's sad because it's not being talked about that way it's like only being seen as you know this we're transphobic and we're um not non accepting and non-inclusive but it but it's not if i feel like if you want to be taken seriously as 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 a person who um, is a biological man and and wants to become a woman. Mm-hmm. The last thing you should be doing is coming in like that and then taking an award away <laughs> from a yeah. Like I would be here. No, you know, I am new here. This belongs to women, you know, who are always women and like you, the fact mm, that they're, taking, they're mentally ill. But that's yeah. So you, it just it just further pro, pro, mm. uh, proves the fact mm-hmm. that this is a sick um, and you know mentally depraved mm-hmm. person we're dealing with right and a, and a group of individuals that you know don't even but yeah i just feel like i wanted to share that because i know like there's times where i just kind of you kind of sit there scratching your head and you're like what <laughs> what doesn't add up here because i know this isn't normal you know and it's like things like that so i just wanted to share that observation <laughs> i had about that whole shit show sorry <laughs> i just thought I- I can't make sense of, and we will fight against mm-hmm. it till it's, yeah. it's a hill. I'll die, you know. I'll die on that hill too. Because I mean, I have a daughter, and I'm not gonna. I don't want her growing up in a world where she's not, you know, taken seriously, um, and you know, has no way of getting ahead because you got people coming from the male side, you know, yeah. encroaching on it. It's not happening as long as much as I can hit. Yeah. Fight against I don't have any daughters, but I'm like, I have a niece. I'm a woman. Like, Mm -hmm. even I'm just, I have future daughter in laws. I have future possible granddaughters. Like, this is, this is all of our fight. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Call to action. Oh, yes. California alert, Bill alert. AB 659 will add the HPV vaccine to the list of required immunizations for children to attend school in grades 8th through 12th. 
no personal belief exemption. And this is public and private schools. So, um, she has, uh, California Freedom Keepers has the bill and she has like it highlighted and um, I'll just read the highlighted parts and it says the bill, the Cancer Prevention Act, that's the name of the bill. Of course it is. (laughs) Would add human papillomavirus. Did I say it right? Papilloma, yeah, something like that. Okay. I mean, close enough. Mm -hmm. HPV Mm -hmm. to the above described list of diseases for which immunization documentation is required. Um, eighth grade, uh, any private or public elementary or secondary school, if the people has not been fully immunized against HPV. So, um, good Lord. Why do they have the words so small? <laughs> um, and then she has another page on here. A means for the eventual achievement of total immunization of appropriate age groups against the following childhood diseases. And then she lists a whole bunch of them. I'm not going to read them because y'all laugh at me. But we need... Um, there. She says there's a lot of uncertainty regarding if this added shot would qualify for a... PBE, which is um, personal belief exemption, or not under bill language stated in SB 277. It's our current belief that this bill would not be eligible for a PBE. However, because no shot has yet to be added since SB 277, it's unclear how it would be, how it would apply and affect this shot, if at all. We'll be looking into this further. So it is time to call your reps. We saw the last go around. This is just going to be our, our, this is going to be an ongoing fight probably till we die Mm -hmm. or move out of California to a state that's actually putting like Tennessee putting into laws to no longer harm children. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying I don't know any of their other bills that they're putting through in Tennessee, but I know they have a few good bills, but this is just going to be get used to it. How about that? Mm -hmm. Get used to calling your reps faith at faithimpact.org does the work for you. It is a no brainer. Stop trying to inject our kids with this stuff. Yeah. It's the perfect, it's the perfect um, example, real life example of the problem with a lot of this Democrat policy, pretty much all of it is they're looking this far in front of their face. Mm-hmm. So in their minds are like, we're going to do whatever it takes to stop cancer. And you're like, have you looked at side effects of mm-hmm. this thing? Cause there's lots of them mm-hmm. Do- documented studies that show that there are side effects. So yes. you cannot, why would you, you, Forcing an entire population of people to, to inject themselves with something where people could risk other side effects. Yeah. Give people the freaking choice. Like I don't, yep. it just doesn't, it drives me nuts. Cause I'm, I just, they don't, they don't think outside of their own immediate, like, and they can't look past their own hand in front of their face or their pocket. Of course you want to prevent cancer. Of no. course you do. Who doesn't want to <laughs> prevent cancer? But I mean, this is a stupid, that's the stupidest reason ever because it does you, you're completely discounting vaccine side effects nothing should nothing should be 100 percent required ever like yeah. 
we've already see, and then this is where, unfortunately, all of our parents were sleepers. Yeah. When, when, I don't even know when the childhood vaccine um, record for going to school came into effect. I'll admit that. I don't know when it happened, whether it was our grandparents or our parents um, that were just asleep. Mm-hmm. And now it's they're like, well, we already you already abide by. I mean, it, it's just like a like you want to bang your head against the wall. And we're just like you. We, well, we are, you already abide by this list. Here's more shots. You know what I mean? So. I've, I feel bad, but now it's, it's our, it's our battle now and we have to keep talking about it and we need to talk about the bills that need to be opposed. And once again, we may not like any of these shots, but we are against the mandate. So we are not like saying no to the shots. We are against force, forcing our kids Mm -hmm. to go to school like or forcing our kids to get the shot to go to school. So, um, yeah, we're fighting it and we hope that you fight it too. And we can put the links again, faithimpact.org. And again, that was um, AB659. That's your call to action for today. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we end the show? Nope. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm exhausted now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In a good way because it's just, you know, brain overload. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. You've been listening to the Super Spreader Show with Trish. And Susie, you can find us on our website, superspreadershow.com, Anchor FM, Spotify, Instagram, True Social. And please share our podcast with your family and friends. Yes. Till next time. Bye. Bye.